Scary Podcast. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Savannah. And we are your ghost hosts. This week, we're talking about Bigfoot, part one. A large bipedal creature standing seven to ten feet tall with a human-like face, leaving nothing behind but extreme fear and an unmistakable footprint. With numerous reports detailing consistent encounters, it's safe to say that something is going on in the woods. Could it be explained away as a bear? Or does Bigfoot truly roam these wild landscapes? Yes, he does. Yes. So I'm a Bigfoot believer. Sav, you are yes. a Bigfoot believer. We we stand Bigfoot on this show. Mm-hmm. If you don't stand Bigfoot, he, I also want you to come at us in the comments. <laughs> just like that other episode where I asked. What was that episode, Sav? Was where it I was, werewolves? I think it was werewolves. I think it was. Um, this show, come at us in the comments if you don't believe in Bigfoot. Because this is a passion that I feel so intensely about savannah this is how intensely i feel about it yes senior year of high school in my speech class we had to do a persuasive speech and Mm -hmm. i chose to do mine about why bigfoot exists as you should honestly it went over incredibly as as well as you think it would with with everybody thinking i was a, a weirdo um However, I think I persuaded a few people. This is why Mean Girls had a burn book. Because <laughs> <laughs> of Bigfoot? Because of people that don't believe. Haters. Haters gonna hate. And I feel Facts. like if I could have met you, 16-year-old Sabrina, and you were telling me the wild tales of this bipedal creature, I would believe you just because of how dedicated you were to the task you feel emotional about it you you know what you're talking about you have your dad is an expert my dad is a big expert has and had an encounter so why wouldn't you believe it that's literally like research firsthand thank you i i appreciate you backing me up so much we would have been best friends in any lifetime. I just feel like that. Like we just, you get me, I get you, we click. And I love that about us. <laughs> I, love that about us too. I was just thinking like of us in high school, that would have been wild because uh, we were two completely different people. And But we just... would have meshed still, I feel oh, like. Oh, yeah. We were both like, respectively meant... weird. I didn't mean like different from each other. I meant like I was different than who I am now. You are different than who you are. Yeah, now. I meant that too. Like, I still feel oh, like okay. even though we were different people, we still would have ended up clicking and being bestie booze. I fully agree. Um, well, Sav, I have a little fun quiz to get you going. Okay, here. get my get my <laughs> gears grinding. What are the three states? With the most Bigfoot sightings in the U.S. West and- Virginia. Oh, wait, let me get my little sticker out here. Sorry. You have to name them. You get bonus points if you can name them in order. Okay. Okay. West Virginia. Okay. All weird things happen in Are West Virginia. West Virginia is number one. Yeah. Okay. Because it's West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Virginia. I'll put that as number <laughs> two. <laughs> just because he's still roaming around these states. <laughs> He just like kind of gets lost on the border a little bit. <laughs> Maybe look at the U.S. map. U.S. map. I don't think that's cheating. I just want to know where he's walking to. I think I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> okay, good. I'm gonna. I want to be pleasant. While, while we're waiting for Savannah to pull up the map, um, lock in your answers. There's going to be if you're listening on Spotify. There's going to be a little Q and A um, on our profile. You can go and answer who you or what states you think have the most bigfoot sightings okay well i already said west virginia virginia is number two and then let's go with montana are you locking in those answers yes savannah you got zero right (laughs) (laughs) what i i'm telling me that he's not with the mothman yeah 
He's not with the Mothman. There's too many cryptids in West Virginia. It was feeling crowded for Bigfoot. He's in a, he is kind of like a black widow spider where he, or brown recluse spider where he, not a black widow though. (laughs) He's like a brown recluse spider where he's just kind of like, I want to be by myself. That's Bigfoot. I feel like I got monstered or myth by my own co-host, and I don't I'm respect so that at all. Sorry. I don't know where he could be if it's not West Virginia. You cannot tell me that's not true. <laughs> you might be a little surprised. So number it's one, Florida is California is number one. California? What is he doing? Drinking in wine country? He likes the big redwood trees. He likes I, them. I don't know about that. He likes them, Savannah. Mm. Um, number two, Washington State, which Damn makes it. sense. Damn that it. makes so much sense. That's where the vampires and werewolves are. Mm-hmm. I should have yep. put them with them. Yep. Uh, Florida is number three. God <laughs> damn it. I could have guessed that. What? Sorry. <laughs> I said Florida's weird. <laughs> God. <laughs> um. Uh, it definitely Florida makes so much sense that just burns my ass up because <laughs> I thought about it and I was like Florida's weird but I was like Florida's no it's a weird place it's too hot for Bigfoot down there because he's so hairy and I That's thought a it really was good thought too humid for Bigfoot and that made me punch a fucking dirt hole in the ground so <laughs> this show got very aggressive really quick <laughs> I'm here for it uh bonus Number four is Ohio. What? <laughs> what? Our neighboring Ohio, our neighbor. I was going to say that he walked from Virginia to West Virginia to Ohio, and I'm dumb. You would have got one dumb. right. Oh my God. Geography is not my strong suit. I'm so mad at myself. I should have You know what? It's okay because we're going to learn about Bigfoot today and then you'll I'm be able so to walk passionate. away with just so many facts. I'm so passionate about this. I'm so passionate. I'm so mad. Well, now if people, if they ask you, you can say, you can tell them mm, California is number one. I'm going to yell in their face when they get it wrong. But ha, Good. you thought Do West it. Virginia, <laughs> you thought wrong. <laughs> I hope you do. I really hope you do. I will. Well, Sav, are you ready to dive in? I mean, I guess. (laughs) The legend of this large hairy beast date backs. Okay, let me just say, we're going to start with where did where did the idea who who thought, hmm, hmm, let's call this guy Bigfoot. He kind of has a big foot. Who thought that? And Um, then we're going to progress. Am I guessing for you? Because I'm going to clearly get it wrong. You can, if you want to take a guess, you can guess. I think he comes from the Han, no, the Grimm's brothers. I think that's where he came from. Oh, okay. So you think he was made up in a story. Your side, you're like, oh, thanks for trying, but you're clearly wrong about this too. I (laughs) quit. Savannah is quitting the show. She just threw her camera across the room. I did. I uh, downwards. I didn't mean to. All right. Well, the legend of this hairy large beast date back dates back to 1958, where journalist Andrew Ginzoli highlighted a fun and lighthearted letter from a reader about Northern California, California, Savannah mm. loggers who encountered a strangely large footprint. The story was meant to be fun, and Genzoli even joked, stating in his column, maybe we have a relative to the abominable snowman. Hmm. He was later quoted that he thought the strange footprint simply made for a good Sunday morning story. However, to his surprise, readers were fascinated and invested in the story. In Hmm. response... To the interesting readers, Gonzoli published a follow-up article and even included that the loggers had given the oversized creature a name, Bigfoot, and thus the legend was born. So it's these loggers who saw a Bigfoot print in the ground. They gave 
the creature the name Bigfoot. And it was, you know, this kind of like joking between them. They were like, oh, ha ha ha. It's really funny. The um, journalist, um, he even like published the article as a joke, but people like took it very seriously. You don't mess with the Zohan and you definitely don't mess with conspirators. Like Mm-mm. also fun name, Bigfoot because of a big, very fun name. It's a perfect name for a cryptid because it describes exactly what it is. And I love that. Like Goatman, Mothman. Like goat- yes. <laughs> yes. It's just so. very on brand. Bigfoot. Oh, got it. Immediately has big But feet. who doesn't have that? Um, freaking that one with the metal dress. <laughs> Backwoods. What's the Flatwoods monster? <laughs> Flatwoods monster. Because <laughs> he's from Flatwoods. Yeah, but like you're like, oh, you have a triangle head and a metal dress. I didn't know that about you. It's stylish. And you're an Sabrina. alien. <laughs> it's stylish. So that was the very first record of big, like a Bigfoot sighting in America. There's probably been more before that, but that was um, the first recorded This is Bigfoot. People have gone back through old newspapers and found reports of like wild man scattered throughout history, but the legend does not really come together until the 50s. Hmm. While it's not necessarily confirmed if the loggers actually believed in the Bigfoot or if they were just making up stories um, and like adding a little bit of pizzazz to them, the legend still spread throughout newspapers all across America. Even... The TV show Truth or Consequences offered $1,000 to anyone who could provide proof that Bigfoot did, in fact, exist. Hmm. Which was a lot of money back in the 50s, you know? I want $1,000. I can prove it. Me too. After Bigfoot made his debut, he became the main character in men's adventure magazines and some paperback novels. In many of these depictions, Bigfoot was described as a he, and he was also described as a dangerous primal creature from the past who lurked in the woods. Hmm. I disagree wholeheartedly. You don't think that he's a dangerous primal creature? No, I think he's primal. I I think he, he could be dangerous if provoked but i really think that bigfoot's whole i've listened to a lot of podcasts about like people that hear bigfoot or like see bigfoot and then they go on the it's called sasquatch chronicles and i'll get to it later in this podcast episode because it's a really really great um podcast that i think everybody should listen to if they're interested in hearing more bigfoot sightings but he sounds just like somebody who's just like chilling in the wood and wants to be woods and wants to be left alone. And when provoked, he'll come at you, bro. But like truly, like there are people that will just see him whenever they're hiking and then he kind of looks at them and then walks away. I think he just wants to be in his own little world. So I don't think he's dangerous at first sight. I think he's dangerous when provoked. Hmm. That's my thought. Okay. Okay. By the 1970s, the Bigfoot craze had got even more prominent. Pseudo-documentaries were being made to investigate the existence of a mystery man. There were even, and this like truly breaks my heart, films made portraying him as a sexual predator. Oh, I hate that. What? Like, get Bigfoot's name out of your mouth, please. <laughs> he just wants to be on his own. Like, what? I know. Like, leave him alone. So here's like a uh, one of these pseudo documentaries um the mystery the mysterious monster it's just a uh poster of it and it says proof there are giant creatures living at the edge of our civilization yeah of course there are mm-hmm. when the 80s came along not only did they bring sex drugs and rock and roll no they also brought a softer side to bigfoot i only imagine bigfoot doing sex drugs and rock and roll (laughs) bigfoot is just like smoking the biggest joint ever (laughs) out of the redwood branches yes Mm -hmm. you are likely to see bigfoot in association with environmentalism and a symbol of the great outdoors that we need to work to preserve that ladies and gentlemen is what bigfoot should be used as a symbol for he should be used as a symbol for being one with nature being outdoors you know I respect one of the most thank you one of the most notable examples of bigfoot's kind side is in the 1987 movie harry and the hendersons have you seen this savannah no (laughs) 
You were missing out. Oh, you were missing out. I mean, did, did you, you watch the Thanks Killing? Uh, no, but did you? I watched a snippet. A snippet. I watched five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me about Harry and the Hendersons. The film portrayed Bigfoot as a kind, friendly, and very misunderstood creature who just needed protection. In the movie, George Henderson and his family run into something with their car that turns out to be a Sasquatch. Thinking the creature is dead, they take him home. What? (laughs) Which I don't know why. They just hooked this thing up. They're like, you know what? We killed it. Might as well take it home. (laughs) Right? Well, Harry soon awakens and despite their initial fears harry is kind and sensitive and he and the hendersons become very fond of him however it is difficult to keep him a secret and soon they begin to fear for harry's safety and that's the picture of harry i haven't seen it yet but i can only imagine what this is going to look like so they think they kill this thing bring it home turns out he's alive and they're like oh Good thing you didn't die. So sweet. And mm-hmm. it just happens to be a misfortune. But like, they thought he killed him and they just strapped him up in the hood of the car. It's kind of crazy that they did that. They were just like, oh my <gasps> gosh, he's dead. <laughs> what? He's so cute. He looks like Harry. a character from Planet of the Apes. Yeah, but he's like cute. He's so sad. I gave, I chose a very pouty, um, very sad pouty image for you. My God. (laughs) I mean, I'm envious of his lips, but like, why is he so sad? (laughs) He's because those bitches hit him with a car and they kept him. They're like, for one, they tried to kill me and then they kidnapped me from my home. (laughs) They like picked me up and I got to deal with these bitch ass henderson they make me live in this tiny house <laughs> and realizing i'm massive which who's strapped into the hood of the car did they just like <laughs> break away in the movie and it's like oh no all of a idea. sudden he's like completely strapped up this 10 foot <laughs> big thing. i haven't seen this movie since i was like a kid but it would be worth the rewatch for sure we need to rewatch it mm-hmm. well you can find stories of the wild man all around the globe While they may call him different things, many descriptive features remain the same. In Western Canada, they have, oh, forgive me for um, pronouncing this. Sasquats. (laughs) Sasquats. They have the Sasquats. This is where some historians claim the word Sasquatch came from. The Algonquin of the north central region of the continent refers to... Wittico or Wendigo. Southern states usually refer to him as a skunk ape. <laughs> yes. Ape, my God. Yep. Ohio calls him the grass man. In Arkansas, he is the falc monster. Virginia is on the lookout for the wood booger. <laughs> Arizona calls him the Mongolian monster. My God. In southern Illinois, he is the big muddy monster. Missouri calls him the Momo, which is like something different, right? Like it's that one, it's creepypasta. Momo's creepypasta, right? I feel like that's so precious they call him Momo. But like Momo's creepypasta, you know that, right? No. Oh, Savannah, look up a picture of Momo right now. It's freaky. Um, I'm home alone. Well, I'll be scared. Yeah, you will be scared. Maybe Mo, don't look it Mo up. Creepy posture. Ew. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Creepy. I hated that. Yeah. Um, so it's weird that they call him Momo. Hmm. If you're in Louisiana, you'll need to watch out for the Honey Island Swamp Monster. That's precious. <laughs> I know. That's I precious. Love that. Honey Island Swamp Monster. In West Virginia, Savannah, they call him the old men of the mountain. <laughs> I still can't get over wood booger. Wood booger. That's amazing. Well, if you are in Australia, they don't just have giant spiders. They have the Yowie. In the Himalayans, they refer to him as the Yeti. 
Other names you might hear are wood ape, bushman, tree man, and wild man. But whatever you may call him, his characteristics tend to remain the same throughout all the globe. So Bigfoot is typically described as standing anywhere between seven to 10 feet tall, is covered in long shaggy hair, and is often described as dark brown or black hair. The creature is said to have a robust and muscular build. Oh my, he's sexy. Ooh. Oh my God. What was, <laughs> wasn't the goat man, like they gave him some fog on his like- Yes, and abs. He had abs on tops of abs. This it was is what crazy. it's giving. It's giving sensual. It's giving robust. <laughs> Witnesses have often reported that Bigfoot has a human-like face, sometimes described as having a flat nose and a prominent brow ridge. Oh, eyebrows on flea. Mm-hmm. The eyes are usually reported to being large and expressive. Large footprints often measuring in 15 to 24 inches in length mm. are a common piece of evidence associated with Bigfoot sightings. You know what they say about big feet, right, Sabrina? <laughs> big shoes, bitch. Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so ashamed. How dare you think so sexually and sensually Bigfoot? I didn't. It wasn't me, okay? You laughed about it, and then you said robust, and I you giggled, giggled because I thought of like big clown shoes. <laughs> That's why I giggled. <laughs> He's That's got like why. some huge like Air Forces on. It's like holy shit, those like sacks. Like, <laughs> uh, He's got the Bratz doll size like gel shoes. Shaquille O'Neal's backups. <laughs> it's amazing. So Bigfoot is also often described as a shy creature avoiding human contact. That's what I said. I said he just wants to be left alone in the woods. He would he just- be in West Virginia, but instead he goes to Florida and now people are f***ing shit up. Oh, that's true, honestly. <laughs> Some accounts suggest that he emanates a strong, unpleasant odor. I've heard this a lot, a lot in encounters. Um, witnesses claim to have heard various vocalizations attributed to Bigfoot, including howls, screams, and wood knocks. Sasquatches also tend to create structures in the woods. Shall you see one in the woods, you might be wary that a Sasquatch is near you. Mm-hmm. Here are the common types of Bigfoot structures. Do you know anything about Bigfoot structures, Sav? No, and... I didn't even know where he lived, Sabrina. I don't know his postal code. So whatever you're telling me is now fresh. How can you invite him to the wedding if you don't know his postal code? See, and that's what I was just thinking about. Like, where am I even going to send out the invite? He's not even going to know where I am. Such a good point. Such Mm -hmm. a good point. Um, I love going on hikes and trying to identify Bigfoot structures. It's really, really fun. Next time you go on a hike, be wary be cognizant of all of the Bigfoot structures you see around you. Okay, I'm ready. So the first type is stick and tree arrangements. So Bigfoot enthusiasts often report in finding stick formations arranged in ways that seem intentional, such as X shapes, teepees, or even elaborate structures resembling nests. These arrangements are sometimes suggested to be markers or signals. And here's an example of one. All these photos will be posted on our social media. I pinky promise this time, guys. I pinky promise it. But if you're not on our social media, it's... Sav, you want to try to explain this? So it's like there's a tree in the middle and there were trees all around the tree in the middle. And like it forms kind of a circle and like each of the trees around the, the middle tree got knocked over. And they're kind of piled onto each other, like you pile wood for a bonfire mm-hmm. um, with the tree in the middle. It's it's really cool looking. It kind of like forms a web almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Next, we have the tree manipulation. Some researchers propose that Bigfoot may manipulate trees by bending or weaving them into arches or in- This is a word I have all the trouble with. Intricate. Yes. Patterns. Thank you. These alterations are thought to serve as a territorial marker or communication signals. And I have another one. I wonder if he made the St. Louis Arch. I think he did. Well, the next is stacked rocks. Stacked rocks, also known as cairns, 
are sometimes considered as potential Bigfoot structures. These formations can vary in size and are often discovered in remote areas where human activity is limited. And I attached a picture here for you, Sav. Wow, that's a lot of rocks. It is. And (laughs) although these could be like natural processes, like wind affects it or snow. How do you explain wind stacking rocks like that? Well, not necessarily the stacking rocks, but the bending of the trees. Um, Even like possibly human activity, you know, human stacking rocks. Um, This actually like leads me into my next discussion topic. Okay. Which is those doubters, those people that say, it's just a bear. It's those just a people. bear? How does a bear know how to do that? I mean, I um, good, but. I, it's people that refuse to believe that Bigfoot is out there. Don't they know they can't get on the Polar Express if they don't believe? Right. Exactly. They can't Thank hear you. Bell if you don't believe. Thank you. Yeah. Bigfoot. Yeah. Some people might call this, Savannah, scientific perspectives. Wonderful. Let's throw science in it. Yes. Prove all these people wrong. So the first um, scientific perspective is misidentification. So a lot of people think that the simplest explanation of Bigfoot sightings is just a classic case of misidentification. Mm. People assume that they are seeing Bigfoot, but in reality, it's actually just something else lurking in the woods, hmm. like perhaps bears. Scientists have theorized that many people are not just seeing American or that many people are just seeing American black bears and not actually Bigfoot. This is especially convincing when people report seeing creatures from afar in dense foliage in poor lighting conditions, like in the middle of night. American black bears are, in fact, known to walk upright, often due to an injury. And while in that upright position, they can stand roughly three to seven feet tall, while Mm. grizzly bears can stand eight to nine feet tall when standing. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. People have also reported Bigfoot sightings in bear dense areas, but scientists also acknowledge that there have been Bigfoot sightings in areas where there are no black bear populations as well. Hmm. I I don't know if I believe that. I think based on a lot of the encounters that I've heard, it just it doesn't add up to be black bears. They seem too human-like when when people are describing them and it feel it, it almost seems like people are describing their emotions too which i just don't think you can get that from a bear you know i i could believe bears over some of them like i could believe maybe the bear standing on its hind legs but also like the other things that you're telling me don't seem very bare like mm-hmm. they're not going to know how to stack rocks there you don't mm-hmm. know how to build formations and like maybe the the growling would make sense, but like not the hollering or the wood knocking. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That does not make sense for me either. And plus, like seeing like a bear at night, you'd still be able to make out like a grizzly bear, but without mm-hmm. the face. Like, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And they don't often describe sasquatches as having like snouts. Like they they do describe more of like an ape like nose instead. Mm-hmm. So I just think like those are some key differences. Mm-hmm. And some people, man, on this podcast I'll talk about here in a bit, they describe them in such detail too. Like it is it is scary how much detail there is. So it just I don't think I don't think bears is where it's at. I don't think it is either. Another possible scenario might be escaped apes yes some scientists have proposed that maybe if they're not seeing black bears they're actually seeing chimpanzees gorillas and orangutans that have escaped from zoos circuses and people who own exotic pets Hmm. and some scientists argue that humid subtropical climates of southeastern united states could potentially be a population of escaped apes wouldn't we be like wouldn't we be in the news like we wouldn't have like apes running around right i i feel like if there were like um 
there was just a chimpanzee that escaped from the Indianapolis Zoo like a month or two ago. And it was immediately like, oh, news report, like chimpanzee escaped. Um, so I just feel like that doesn't quite add up for me. It isn't for me either. Like they're just <laughs> kind of running out in the wild. Like we've got wild horses, wild dogs, wild cats, but like apes. I don't mm-hmm. think so. And plus like chimpanzees and orangutans are not seven to 10 feet tall. Right. Like, an ape maybe standing on its hind legs, but like, I think you could tell with an ape, like they're not as hairy. I don't think like they've got like a bald chest. Like you would just be mm-hmm. able to tell. I fully, fully agree with you, Sav. And next, maybe they're just mistaking humans for Bigfoot. No. I know. And in some instances, this has led to injuries. So in 2013, a 21-year-old man in Oklahoma was arrested after he told law enforcement he accidentally shot his friend in the back while their group was allegedly hunting for Bigfoot. I don't believe that. I think the friend had it out for him. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. He just made up Bigfoot as an excuse. Yeah. Let's add this to a true crime podcast. Um, That's hilarious. That did not happen. No, he (laughs) meant to do that on purpose. (laughs) In 2017, a shamanist wearing clothing made of animal furs was vacationing in North Carolina forest when local reports of an alleged Bigfoot sighting flooded in. Mistakes happen. You wearing a lot of furs, you know, you might get mistaken for Bigfoot. And that happened every time. Um, You can't discredit all the other times. So true. So true. In 2018, a person was shot at multiple times by a hunter near Helena, Montana, who claimed to have mistook him for Bigfoot. That was also on purpose. (laughs) It was absurd. I thought it was a little bit, nah, you knew what you were shooting at. Plus, Mm -hmm. he's not in Montana, allegedly. He's not in North Carolina, allegedly. Well, I think he's in in every state. I I do think he's in every state. (laughs) Uh, Some scientists have attributed feral humans or hermits living in the woods as being one of the explanations for Bigfoot sightings. But, like, I feel like there's more Bigfoot sightings than there are, like, and I don't know this. I haven't done research on how many feral humans are living in the woods. But I just feel like there's probably more Bigfoot sightings than there are feral humans running around the woods. Let's uh, look at estimated feral humans. Humans <laughs> in the United States. Humans in, in America. Um, around a thousand. I think there's more Bigfoot stories. Yeah. That. Uh, that's just my thought. <laughs> okay, so another reason that, um, or another scientific perspective there is out there of like explaining away Bigfoot is pareidolia. Um, this is the tendency to observe human-like faces and features within natural environments. Photos and videos with poor quality allegedly depict Bigfoot, but are often attributed to this phenomenon, and it is commonly known as blob squatch. See, so when people I think I have this because every time I saw Pocahontas, the cartoon Oh yeah. Yes, and the grandma on the tree. Yep. I mean, I could see it. This I could see as a possibility if uh, for some cases. Mm-hmm. But also a lot of people describe like Sasquatch is like walking around or like walking up a hill or walking towards them. So it's how can you misidentify, you know, a tree that looks like Bigfoot if it's moving? Exactly. But I do think that can explain some of it. All right. Our last little bit of explaining away Bigfoot using science is hoaxes. Both Bigfoot believers and non-believers can agree that there have been numerous hoaxes to prove that this magical beast is real. For example, Bigfoot in the freezer, 2008. In Atlanta, Georgia, two men claimed to have the corpse of Bigfoot stored in their freezer. Matt Witten 
and Ryan Rick Dyer say that they stumbled across the corpse in the woods of North Georgia, across the country from the remote regions of the Northwest where people usually claim to see this man ape. Why are people picking up dead shit off the road and bringing it with them? (laughs) There's so many diseases, you know, (laughs) like just stop. Oh my God. The carcass, some call it, Turned out to be a rubber suit and animal parts. Jesus. Yep. And Savannah, of course, we couldn't do an episode about Bigfoot without talking about it. What? The Patterson-Gimlin film. Oh, God. What did I do? Have you seen the Patterson-Gimlin film? No, I didn't even know I did a film in 1967. Well, let me give you a little background here. So, you know... On October 20th, 1967, in Bluff Creek, California, there was an amateur filmmaker named Roger Patterson who captured arguably one of the world's most controversial Bigfoot sightings. And this is one of Bigfoot, like the Bigfoot believers community's best piece of evidence when it comes to Bigfoot sightings. However, it is also considered to be one of the biggest Bigfoot hoaxes. So it's like a catch-22. People will use it for both sides of the arguments. It is a 59-second grainy video that Roger Patterson captured of a dark-haired lumbering creature striding across what looks to be a creek bed. And at one point, you can even see the creature look at the camera. Mm-hmm. So I've provided a link for you, Savannah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's cool. This video is actually stabilized. So it's somebody has edited it just to stabilize it. Because I've seen the original video, video multiple times. Um, but this is just stabilizing it. He's got a barumpa dump dump. Oh, he's got a dumpy. <laughs> that thing was massive. No wonder he's got some big footprints. His butt is weighing him down. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will be like, oh, it's just a man in a gorilla suit or a man in a costume. Like, that's what it is. And then um, there's been a lot of people that have debunked that, like literal costume experts that have been like, no, there's no seam. Like, we've zoomed in like times one million or whatever. But so a cowboy named Bob Gimlin was actually with Patterson at the time this was filmed. He was interviewed by CBC Radio in 2017 about the experience. I think it was like the 50-year anniversary of it, you know. Mm-hmm. He told CBC that, yes, without a doubt, they saw Bigfoot and it completely changed his life. He actually refers to Uh, the Bigfoot they saw as a female because the mammary glands. She got tits. (laughs) That explains the dumpy. (laughs) Gimlin said that he didn't have the time to be scared in the moment. He was just surprised. For people who say, who believe that this was a hoax and someone in a gorilla suit, this is what Gimlin has to say. If you've ever heard, if they've ever heard of Bill Munns, who was a special effects man in Hollywood for 30 some years, and he went into that film footage to prove that it was false. So Bill Munns, film expert, film effects expert man was like, I'm going to prove that this film is false. After he studied it for so long, he said, I was the best there was in special effects. And he said, I couldn't have come up with anything close to a man in that suit to look like that. So you have one of the best people in Hollywood looking at this film, trying to prove it wrong, and they can't. And the film has actually been examined on a microscopic level, and they said that the original tape did not have any seams or zippers or any other evidence that this man was wearing a monkey suit. Hmm, interesting. Yep. So let's talk about some actual Bigfoot sightings. Why has this legend persisted over 60 years? Maybe it's because Bigfoot has become a media icon over the decades, or maybe it's because of the numerous people who have claimed that they actually have seen Bigfoot with their own eyes. So this is the Allegheny. I've collected like some stories and um, we will be telling more in depth stories in our part two episode. And we'll have, um, a special guest come on, a friend of the show who we love so much um, to tell us their Bigfoot sighting. Uh, 
But right now, these are just some that I found on the internet that I thought were were pretty fascinating. And there's pictures along with it. So we'll post those on our social media too. So this is the Allegheny Bigfoot. In 2007, hunter Rick Jacobs captured some of the most famous Bigfoot images to date with a camera mounted to a tree in Pennsylvania's Allegheny National Forest. His camera also captured clear photos of bear cubs, offering evidence that the unidentified animal animal was not related to bears, but skeptics believe that the animal was just a sick bear with mange. And you can see this image creeps me out, Saf. It has like way longer limbs than a bear, you know? It looks like he's down on the ground. It does. He is down on the ground. Hmm. It's a freaky image. Yeah, no, but he's supposed to be really tall, so that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But those limbs are way longer than a bear's. Yeah, I don't think that's a bear. Yeah. Pennsylvania Bigfoot. Locals in Johnstown, Pennsylvania were baffled by a footprint measuring 17.75 inches found near a residential home in 1980s. That's almost a subway foot long and a half. That's amazing that you just thought of that. I love. Sorry. (laughs) According to the, according to no, it's okay. According to the Associated Press, the footprint coincided with reports of strange noises and a strong but unusual odor in the area. And if you remember what I said earlier, a lot of people associate a like a bad odor with Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And you can see the picture of the footprint clearly, clearly defined there. That's huge. That's mm-hmm. They got it um, in perspective of a matchbook, like with mm-hmm. matches. And yeah, that's insane. It's massive. And a hand, too. And hand. Sausage fingers. So, Savannah, there's actually been multiple sightings in Indiana. I don't know if you've known this. Mm-hmm. In May of 2020, Brown County, Indiana, which is where my parents live, which is so fun. Aww. A father and a daughter spotted a creature who appeared to be six feet tall, gray in color, and very, very strong looking. Prints were also said to be found in the area. In June 2020, Washington County. Two hikers heard knocking in the woods. They described the noise as if a baseball was hitting a bat. Hmm. And this was this is fun because it's uh, near Spurgeon Hollow Lake, which is 10 miles north of Salem, which is like around Aww, where I grew up. So very fun. I know. Savannah, what is your county name? Spencer County. Yeah, that's where I graduated. Um, okay. College. Or there have been this where I graduated high school. Sorry, um, two two Bigfoot sightings. Two Bigfoot sightings in Spencer County. That's crazy. Um, if I click on it, um, two thousand eight, uh, ATV rider had a close encounter at night in Patronville. Oh, okay. Uh, with, with an, an artist, artist sketch. sketch. Oh, I would pay money to see that sketch. So you know how we went to the drive-in? Yeah, Patronville's kind of. Like, not in that way, but you keep, like, going all the way almost to Kentucky, and that's Patronville. So that's gotcha. crazy. And then in 1968, a young boy has nighttime sighting near Christney. Oh, okay. Shout out. forever ago. Look at you guys getting on the map. That's amazing. What about right. you? The Provo Canyon 2012 and i have a video of this too um this video is a little freaky you can watch it please watch it actually there are many bigfoot videos on youtube but few are as popular as the clip from provo canyon utah the video appears to show a large black animal hunched over in the trees possibly feeding or foraging the camera zooms in to try and get a closer look and a few seconds later the great creature stands up on two legs as if it's bipedal bipedal sorry this causes the pair behind the camera to immediately turn and run away The video was posted on October 30th, 2012, and has amassed more than 7.6 million views on YouTube. According to the account uploader Beardcard, the pair were on a camping trip hoping to get a closer look at deer on a hill. On our way up, we thought we saw a bear until the monster stood up and looked right at us, Beardcard wrote in the video description. We 
ran straight to the car after that, leaving our tent and everything behind. It's possible, but it's all still up there. Stood up and it looked at him because they I know. knew. I know. About, oh my God, that's so scary. It's freaky. It's super freaky. Well, um, next week, like I said earlier, we're going to share some more in-depth Bigfoot sightings. But if you are interested in hearing even more in between now and then, we highly recommend that you check out the Sasquatch Chronicle podcast. They do excellent work. They've kind of um, accredited themselves as a safe place for people to share their Bigfoot encounters without feeling judged because a lot of people, you know, will see Bigfoot and then they'll be like, I didn't feel like I could tell anybody because I just knew people would think I was crazy and I, and I didn't want to feel like I was crazy. Crazy. So they call in this guy. This guy is awesome. He's very non-judgmental. He, you know, asks a lot of clarifying questions and it's a good conversation. So would recommend. It's a great podcast. So the need to find Bigfoot has led many people to hunt for this fascinating creature for years. Finding Bigfoot, a 2011 TV series features Bigfoot field reachers or researchers organization founder, Matt Moneymaker. Oh my God. Yes, that's God. his real last name. He's yeah. in he's in cahoots with Zach Baggins. I just know it. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. And a team of investigators. The show follows them as they travel through North America in search of Sasquatch. Although the show had high ratings, they never actually captured photographic evidence of Bigfoot. The most compelling piece of evidence they found was a casted footprint. Here's the story behind the footprint. A friend of a guy, a friend of the guy they got the cast from was fishing in a canoe and he sees a big white figure standing in the water. The fisherman started getting scared because the creature wouldn't go away. It held him out there in the water for hours. The next day he called the guy who owns the cast and they casted a few tracks. Another notable Bigfoot hunting show is Expedition Bigfoot. Travel Channel's Expedition Bigfoot focuses on a team of researchers tracking through the deep woods in hopes of finding Sasquatch. Here's their best evidence. While driving along a two-lane road known for Bigfoot sightings in eastern Washington, Bryce saw something cross the road in front of him. The thermal camera, which had which can see up to a mile, didn't detect anything in the woods nearby. But the night vision camera on the vehicle spotted a bipedal cre- bipedal creature running across the highway. Mm-hmm. While in Kentucky, Miria and Ronnie were hiking along the old mining road when they spotted a massive, well-defined footprint with five clear toe intention- intentions. <laughs> a defined <laughs> intentions. <laughs> a defined arch and a smooth heel. It was too large to be a bear print, and it had no tread marks like the shoe or a boot would leave. It was also seen near a stand of a cattail plant, which are noted to be a source of Bigfoot's food. Mm. Russ found several clear footprints in the mud of a sandbar in Washington. The prints were scanned and analyzed, and an anthropologist concluded the impression was not left by a human and was definitely not a hoax. Oh, my God so that's bigfoot part one everybody um you did such a good job researching thank you thank you so much um i've been wanting to do this episode for ever since we started the podcast this episode has a special place in my heart and i can't wait to continue it in part two do you have any final thoughts savannah he's real he's out there he's real i have my own conspiracy about sasquatches but i'll save that Ooh, save it for next episode. Mm-hmm. I love it. She leaves us hanging on a cliff. She, <laughs> we are dangling there. Just waiting. <laughs> well, Savannah, don't leave us on this cliffhanger. How many days do we have left until Halloween? 339. Guys, it's, it's getting close. Incredible. <laughs> it is. Well, if you like this episode, you can subscribe to our podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast. You can also leave us a review because that is the only thing Savannah and I eat for breakfast is five-star reviews. Please. You can leave us a five-star review on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or on Facebook. Speaking of our Facebook, you can follow us at Slightly Scary Podcast. You can also follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Slightly Scary Pod. 
Until next time, keep it scary. Slightly scary. um, I didn't realize that the show, this episode was going to be so It's kind of triggering for me that I thought (laughs) I was a big Bigfoot know-it-all, and I'm not. I don't know anything about this man. Who is he? I don't know. Was first name Squatch or (laughs) Sass and his last name Squatch? That's exactly true. Suedo documentaries were being made to investigate. What did I say it wrong? Did I say it wrong? Sueno. <laughs> is that not how you Pseudo. say it? Pseudo. The P is silent. <laughs> and you didn't even put a P in it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> We're going to make a whole episode of things we've tried to say. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sueno. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm right, bad. I didn't know. Take was... it out, please. <laughs> no, keep it. Keep, take it out, please. No, <laughs> Pseudo. <Mm-mm>. Wow. <laughs> I think he mm-hmm. went to Illinois and he said, That's, I That's need to recreate that, that from Ireland. Isn't St. Louis in Illinois? Missouri. I'm going to be a thousand percent honest with you, Savannah. I forgot Missouri was the state. I forgot that it existed. Ma'am, we got to cut that out. I straight up have been having conversations with people who live in Illinois and I thought, oh my gosh, they're so close to St. Louis, which they are close, but I was thinking like same state close. Where do you, where did you, what did you think was in between? In between what? Illinois and the other state that it's attached. Let me look it up. <laughs> you don't I don't know. know either. I'm such a loser. I was like, I'm gonna get her, and I didn't. Um, Kansas. I, I don't. I couldn't. I never thought that far. Honestly, <laughs> I'm really bad at U.S. states. Really, really bad at U.S. states. Um, I knew there was Indiana, and then we have Illinois. On our left, if you're looking at the state, not if you're in the state, if you're looking at the state, we have Illinois on our left and Ohio on our right. And I just thought I didn't know what came out beside Illinois. That's what happens when you're in the Midwest. You forget everything. You forget everything. Yeah. The only thing that's important is um, that what the weather's going to gonna be like. Yeah. And that we can get to Florida in 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly amateur filmmaker named robert not robert roger pattinson Pattinson. rick on a stick (laughs) robert pattinson made the short i really wanted to say robert pattinson he did he made it let's continue on okay Mm.